This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Tonight, family, we are asking the question, why are men turning into women? Now, I'm going to go ahead and just cut the cut the uh, phone number on right now. Let me get Skype queued up in case somebody does decide to call into this. But that's what I'm asking. I'm asking this question tonight. What's going on with this zeitgeist, the spirit of this age where we see so many men adorning themselves like women? And let me be clear, I'm not necessarily talking about the whole trans thing in this particular discussion, um, even though that is definitely a part of it. But I want to bring your attention to something that actually caught my eye this week. Y'all know I haven't been doing social media this month monday through friday but i've been seeing the news articles and this news article came across my radar and it was about a basketball player named jimmy butler now jimmy butler if you follow the game closely you definitely know who he is but if you're a casual fan you might not know who he is he plays for the miami heat very talented player all-star you know all nba type player i believe his team went to the finals last year and he's like the best player on his team so he's been around for a little while he's starting to get notoriety but he did this stunt recently where he showed up to the press conference and when he showed up to the press conference he was effectively dressed like a woman Now, here is the picture right up on the screen for you. Now, you see him. He has, I don't know what this is. I guess it's a perm. I guess he has some eye piercings and he has a nose piercing there. Let's see if we can make this a little bit larger for y'all to see. Um, And this is not solely about Jimmy Butler and some of the other examples that I'm going to show. Because y'all know I don't always talk to the celebrities on this channel i try to avoid it as much as possible but i have to give these examples of what is actually going on with the men in this country now if you listen to the official narrative of what this is supposed to be i believe that what he's going for here is he's supposed to be going for an emo look right and so the whole emo look is if you've seen it it's the depressed guys usually almost gothic type Sometimes if you see them, they might be really pale. They kind of have the straight hair like this. They might have some some I, I never known them to have piercings, but it wouldn't surprise me. But I mean, if you really look at this, the first thing that comes to mind is not necessarily emo. The first thing that comes to mind is here we have another man, another black man specifically, who has decided that he has to pay to play. And what do I mean by pay to play? What I mean is that once you get to a certain level of notoriety in this society, in this country, even in this world, the scripture says that Satan is the prince and power of the air. It also says that he is the God of this world, little g. What that means is that he has dominion temporarily. He has dominion over the world system, the systems of this world ultimately have to answer to 
Satan. Well, let me not say ultimately, because I think ultimately everything answers to God <laughs> because God is sovereign. But um, for the power that has been allotted to Satan, basically, um, they have to answer to uh, to him. And so once somebody gets to a certain level, um, in order for them to either stay at that level or to even go higher and advance to the next level, there has to be what's considered a humiliation ritual. And the humiliation ritual is your version or that person's version of bowing to Satan. If you really pay attention to the way that Jesus dealt with, uh, the, the way that Satan dealt with Jesus when he tempted him in the wilderness, the Bible says he tempted him. Uh, Jesus was fasting 40 days and 40 nights. And Satan basically said, if you simply just bow down and worship me, all that you see can be yours. What was he showing them? He was showing them all of the kingdoms of the world and the glory therein. And so you got to think about it. If Satan tried to tempt Jesus in that way, and he said, man, I can try to get the son of God to to bow and to acquiesce to me, because what did you, what does Satan understand? He understands that whoever you obey becomes your master. And so what he wants to do is he wants to um, use these so-called celebrities. Now, the root word in celebrity, as you hear me say all the time, is celebrate. So he wants to use these celebrated individuals that are in our culture and he wants to use them as puppets. And the thing about puppets is you can pull the string wherever you want to pull them. And puppets also usually don't have any genitalia. You can dress that puppet up the way you want to dress it up. You can use that puppet. You can ventriloquist that puppet and have it say whatever it is that you want it to say. And the purpose of the puppet is for uh, the, the, the social engineering and the spiritual engineering of individuals throughout our society. There's an agenda. When you see somebody like uh, Jimmy Butler, for example, uh, dress up like this. Um, this is not just by happenstance. This is something that's very calculated. Um, I believe he probably was asked to do this, but even if he wasn't, the spirit in which he's operating under has convinced him to do this. And so it was a crazy week because it seemed like the emasculation agenda just went full force because I saw that Jimmy Butler was dressed like this, but then it looks like Drake has an album cover that's coming out or, or a song that's about to come out, something like that. And we see that he base I don't even know what you call this. He, he looks like a demon in this, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I, like I say, I try not to go in too much, <clears throat> but I mean, if you really look at this between the teeth, between this sinister grin that he has on his face, but more importantly, he has the hair, which looks like the hair of a woman, but then he also has the clips. And if you look, the clips are going in a rainbow pattern. So the symbology behind this, the symbolism, excuse me, behind this is LGBT agenda. And even beyond that or in or included bundled with that package is the emasculation agenda. 
Okay, the emasculation agenda. That's what we're looking at real time when we see this happening. That's what we're looking at when you see these uh, celebrities and you say, oh, why are they doing that? Why did they, you know, when did they start doing that? Or, you know, what's the deal with that? Um, it's totally on purpose. Recently as well. And I'm going to get through these real quick, but these are just recent examples. Um, Usher. Usher at the Paris Fashion Week is another example of a man and a black man. Now, it's not always black men that dress as women. Um, you also have got Jim Carrey has dressed as a woman. Uh, the guy that did uh, Miss, Miss Doubtfire, he dressed as a woman. Most of the time it's in comedy. Not that that makes it right. I will admit it's funny. <laughs> I don't really laugh at it or watch it anymore because now I can see the agenda. But I grew up like the rest of us laughing at Martin and Shanae and Jamie Foxx and Wanda and, you know, uh, Joanna Mann and uh, Medea. I, I wasn't really laughing at that too much, but uh, you, we see the Medea movies um, almost every black actor you can think of has dressed as a woman and even white actors have dressed as a woman as well but for whatever reason um it seems that it's very prevalent with the black man and so what we see here is we see usher uh and i like usher you know what i mean i, I i've always liked usher you know but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just got to be real. Usher just always seemed to be in some sketchy type stuff. And uh, here he has on a skirt. He he looks like a schoolgirl. He looks like he's in Catholic school. He's going to class. He's trying to pass his test and impress his teacher. He's got here the skirt on. He's got these slouch socks. I don't know what the deal with that is. Now we used to wear slouch socks in DC. I don't know what we was doing, but you know, I gotta I gotta accept my culture for what it is. <laughs> but uh our slouch our slouch socks didn't look like this. Uh don't even know about the shoes, but I'm just gonna let that slide for now. His shoes probably cost more than my house. And then you got this preppy thing going on with the blouse or the vest. Whatever you want to call it, I guess we'll call it a vest just to cut him some slack. But then finally, he has on this bonnet type thing. And when you see this adornment, what this represents is confusion. What this represents is emasculation. And what this really represents is the direction that Satan is trying to take the culture. When you see these people. Please know it's not about the people that you see doing a ritual. Of course, they got to do the ritual in order for them to get it ahead. But it's really not about them. It's about the engineering of society. And it's not about men like me because I'm 39 years old. You know what I'm saying? I'm setting my ways. I don't care what another man got on. He's not going to change anything about me. But what it is, is it's about the children. And it's about the overall spirit that he's trying to em em encroach upon the land. And so what does Satan know about this particular spirit, right? What he knows, and let me show you this one last picture of Usher before I forget. Here is him with his hair. Uh, he did this recently as well. Uh, his hair is dyed uh, reddish orange like a woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, 
men don't have a reason to look like this, right? Um, wh- what you got to really think about is if you make these men begin to care about, oh, what color is my hair going to be this morning? Which earrings am I going to choose? What skirt am I going to put on today? What type of man purse should I wear? Should I wear my Louis Vuitton purse or should I wear my Gucci purse? When you begin to put these questions in the mind frame of a man, uh, what you what you are really doing is you're conditioning that man to be so self-oriented that it takes the fight out of that man. It takes that man from a place of selflessness, which is love and bravery, and it moves him into self-preservation, which is selfishness and basically being self-absorbed, inconsiderate and narcissistic. And so a man won't fight. A man won't war if his biggest concern is himself. The guys that go off into the military and they decide that they want to fight for this country, of course, a lot of them do it because they want to go to school and do this and that. But these, these those guys, these police officers, these firemen, they're not worried about what color they're going to dye their hair this week. Because as a man, their natural orientation is that they have a natural orientation that I want to serve. I want to serve and I want to be outwardly focused. I want to do a duty that gives me purpose and value. But when you see these guys that are being conditioned in these skirts and these barrettes and these, uh, you know, hairstyles and earrings and all of this crazy stuff, right? Uh, What you're effectively seeing is you're seeing Satan's vision. This is Satan's agenda for manhood. And it's not just those three guys that I cited. This has been going on for a long time. You see a couple on the screen here. Billy Porter, I think he's openly LGBT. Uh, Jaden Smith, I think he's non-binary or something like that. Young Thug. You know, all of these rappers now has moved into the athletes the act see it started with the actors and when it started with the actors it was based on the premise of hey this is funny let's let's put you in a dress and we're gonna make everybody laugh haha this is hilarious but then once the imagery set in the imagery broke down the conscience that thing that that god has impressed upon us thou shalt not wear that pertaining to a woman or a woman thou shalt not wear that pertaining to a man right It breaks that down. And so now it's free to do what that spirit is free to permeate into the rappers. They're supposed to be the most masculine, the hardest. Right. And it's flowing into the athletes. These are the alpha male figures, the the muscle bound. And so if I can break them down, if I can buck break these big black burly men and buck break them into what I want them to be. Now I can pretty much control masculinity. And what this boils down to is Satan's hatred for manhood. But his his hatred for manhood is really a hatred for humanity overall. And I'm going to show you in the scripture that Satan has hated men from the beginning. Let me go to the chat, make sure I'm not missing any comments. God bless you, Tatiana Bernice Brash. I always mess your name up, brother. Praise the Lord. Um, let me read a couple comments before I get into the scripture. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Burnish says he's looking like the singer Jermaine Stewart. He probably is. I don't even know who Jermaine Stewart is, but you're probably right. Tatiana said the guys are painting their nails. You're right, sister. I saw that with um, NBA Youngboy. He's very popular. I think he's like one of the most streamed artists on YouTube, period. And he started painting his nails black. And other men are beginning to paint their nails. And so this is why I always say we cannot breathe in the spirit of this age because the, the spirit of this age is designed to intoxicate us to the point where we fall susceptible to this. Right. Bernard said, yeah, make it plain. Praise the Lord. Tatiana says, I believe these men become bisexual. This is why the celebrities are used, are turning to Christ. They are ashamed. Yeah. Um, I agree, sister, that they I do think these men are turning bisexual, but I want you to elaborate on that a little bit more and tell me, like, what it what exactly is turning them bisexual? That's what I would like to know. What is what exactly is turning them bisexual? You know, that's something that I want to explore, but I want to get into the scripture just real briefly, just to kind of go over um the plan that Satan has always had. So first and foremost, we got to take it back to the garden. The emasculation, and let's actually look up what emasculation means because I looked it up earlier and it's a pretty significant definition. I think we need to really um, understand what emasculation actually means. I'm sure we know, but I want us to read the definition. This is okay. So I'm going to read this definition first, but there's a different one that I saw earlier. So emasculated is a man deprived of his male role or identity. Or it says a man that's made weaker or less effective or, or someone or something made weaker or less effective. But there's another definition that I saw and I want to see if I can hopefully track it down might have been on DuckDuckGo okay this is the one I wanted emasculation the act of depriving a male of the functions which characterize the sex castration in other words cutting off this man's genitalia cutting off his sexual organ and cutting off his reproductive organs Basically, this man is not even able to reproduce. So if you got men liking each other or, or acting like women and women acting like men and women liking women and, and a bunch of confusion, you're going to have less humans. You're going to have you're going to break that initial human commandment where God said, be fruitful and multiply. And so it says uh, the act. Oh, I didn't even see this one when I was looking it up. <laughs> it says the act of depriving of vigor or strength, specifically the act of eliminating or altering parts of a literary work in such a manner as to deprive it of its original force or vividness. Wow. The state of being emasculated, effeminacy, which the Bible speaks directly against, unmanly weakness, unmanly weakness. And so... I really like I really like this second. I like all three of those definitions, but this second one 
depriving of vigor or strength. You know, the Bible says not to give your strength to women. And even in Genesis, when all of this kicks off for the first time, what happens is, now remember I said earlier, whoever you obey becomes your master. Eve obeys the serpent, which is the devil, is Satan. So effectively, he becomes her master because she obeyed him. But then Adam obeys Eve. Now, what does that mean? Adam is now subservient to Eve. In other words, man is subservient to a woman. And so the gynocracy, uh, really the gynocracy, which is, you know, a, 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 a state or a government that's ruled by women. Right. Um, it's really akin to Satanism because under the perverted order, that woman is working for Satan. And then that man begins to work for that woman. So the first step that he does is he makes an attempt to. Uh, get the man out of position. So that's the first step of emasculation, which is to get the man subservient to the woman. Then after the man becomes subservient for the for the woman, what we're seeing now today is that he says, oh, we got that accomplished pretty easily, especially in America. I just hit them with the same thing. I gave them the same fruit that I gave Eve and they bit it and they handed it to the dudes and they bit it. And so now what happens is you have, he says, I accomplished that. So now I'm going to turn the men into women. And so if he turns the man into a woman, now he's took, taken the fight out of the man. And he's also erased the image of the man. So that there's not even a depiction of what a real man is supposed to look like. If I got all the athletes, LeBron James got his purse and his his whatever else he got going on. Dwayne Wade's, uh, you know, uh, son is identifying as a woman, as a girl. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler's got a perm. Um, all the other athletes, when they walk into the arena, it's a fashion show. And they're more concerned about how they look on on the entrance to the game than actually winning the game. I'm taking away the 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 the. Uh, the testosterone from the NFL product. The game is getting softer. The NFL says explicitly that the NFL is gay. So if I do all of this and I turn the the the, the men into woman, women and I take away just the image and the portrait of a man and I give them this caricature of a man, which is really a caricature of a woman is really almost like watered down drag and so it was gradual i remember when it started it started they used to have a show called i mean it, it started way back that stuff i mentioned earlier but and it's always been going on but i remember in my generation when it really started to take off you had to show queer eye for the straight guy which is where basically straight guys needed to step their swag up and they had some gay guys basically help them with their style from there, it went on to the metrosexual. The metrosexual is now not so much focused on his masculinity. He's focused on more about his style. 
He's focused more on about how he moves as a socialite in the city and these type of things. And from the metrosexual, then we get into uh, basically just the flat out, <laughs> flat out what we see here today. Right. So we got all of this going on. But I want to look at right in Exodus chapter one, right in Exodus chapter one. We're going to read a little bit of uh, the scripture. We're going to start at verse seven. Matter of fact, let's start at six. It says this. It says, and Joseph died and all his brethren and all that generation and the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty. And the land was filled with them. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. Now, those familiar with this story, the previous king of Egypt actually liked Joseph. But now you we have a new king who doesn't know Joseph. And so verse nine says this. And he said unto his people, behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we come on. Let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it come to pass that when they that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. Therefore, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. So I want us to look at this because I want us to identify what the problem is. According to Pharaoh, his issue is a the people will multiply. So what does that mean? First and foremost, I need to stop the birth rates. I need as many of these people uh, done away with as possible. Right. I don't want them to multiply. And then what's his second issue? He says, because if a war breaks out and they join against the the enemies, they can fight against us and they can win. And so what the devil knows and what the powers of this world system know, the elite, is they understand that in order for us to take over any place, we have to weaken it. We have to weaken it. And so the question becomes, how is Pharaoh going to weaken the Israelites? Let's keep reading. So verse 11 says, uh, we read that. Okay. Verse 12 says, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew and they were grieved because of the children of Israel. So he began he began to tax them. He began to um, put place burdens on them, physical labor. Right. Um, he began to put them through hard times. But the more hard times he put them through, the more they begin to multiply. And so verse 13 says, and the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with vigor, with rigor, excuse me. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwife. Now, this is what I wanted to get to this, these next two verses. 
And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of the one was Sifra, and the name of the other Pua, and said, When ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stool, stools, if it be a son, okay, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. So we got to ask ourselves the question. If Pharaoh is trying to eliminate a people group and keep them under control and keep them at bay, why does he want to keep the women? There's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, one uh, generally speaking, especially in biblical times, if you conquer a nation or something like that, uh, women are part of the spoils of victory. As a matter of fact, uh, when you defeat a person and you gain all of their uh, jewels and valuables and assets and their women, that's referred to as booty. OK, something that something that you have taken over and stolen and conquered. So we walk around a day and we all talking about our backsides and we call it booty, booty, this, my booty, that girl, shake that booty meat, all of that booty talk. Where does that come from? You know what I mean? It means that you're a conquered person. Right. But then on top of that, what he also knows is he says, man, look, if I got a bunch of men running around with a bunch of testosterone and a bunch of aggression and a bunch of strength. You know, not that women are not strong, but the Bible says that they are the weaker vessel. So what real men know is that I can keep these women at bay. I can control them. I'm strong. This is Pharaoh speaking. I'm stronger than them. Uh, you know, they're not a threat. I can I know the words to say to them. I know the things I have to do. I can overpower them. They're not designed for combat naturally. They might be conditioned into that. A lot of women today, they'll fight you before a man fight you. Um, but even in that, it's going to be nine, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a bunch of hair pulling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be anything um, dangerous unless she has a weapon. So he knows and he, Pharaoh being a type of Satan, he knows I, I'm, I don't have to worry about the women, but those men. When you see that male Israelite come out of that woman on that stool, you need to kill him. Because he's what? He's a threat to me. If he saw the women as threats as well, he would have killed the women and he would have said, you know what? We good with our women. We ain't even got to. We got women. Just kill all of them. But he said, I only want the men killed because what he effectively wanted was control. And so we're in a place now, socially, um, government wise, spiritually, in some regards, where people know. If I can weaken these men, I can basically get away with what I want. I can I can do what I want to do without any resistance, without any resistance. And so what happens here? It says, but the midwives feared God and did not 
as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, why have ye done this thing and have saved the men children alive? And the midwife said unto Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively, meaning they're, they're fertile and are delivered ere the midwives come into them, come in unto them. OK, so basically the plan didn't always work, but there was pressure on them to get rid of the men, just like in Jesus time, in Jesus time, when Jesus was born, there was a decree that was issued. That decree that was issued was basically the same thing. It was the same thing that the men. Let's read it right here. Matthew chapter two. Verse. Twelve and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. That's ironic. They're going into Egypt this time. And be there and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And it was there unto the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord, by the prophet, spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, out of Egypt, I have called my son. And really what I wanted to get to, I believe that Herod issued a decree the same way that Pharaoh issued a decree. But I need to go up and actually see. To double check if that's the case. But clearly we read that there was a danger of Jesus being born where he's born. And so there's a decree that has been issued over the United States of America and any of these other Western nations that decide to follow us or any of these other woke liberal nations. And that decree is the same thing is to destroy all of the males. Now, they can't outright destroy us with guns, at least not right now. You know, that, that would be an atrocity. Satan will be showing too much of his hand too quick. But he can destroy them socially. So that means they're coming for your child, your son. They're coming for your nephew, your grandson. And this is what we got to understand. I'm trying to find this decree, but basically we just read it. Um, you know, it's just this thing where the Lord had told them that they have to leave. And so they did. They were obedient to that. But, yeah, that's what I want to uh, bounce off of y'all tonight. That's the question that I'm asking. I want y'all to weigh in. Why are men turning into women? You know, I think we covered a lot of it, but I'm really interested in what you all have to say about it. If you do want to call in and weigh in at all, 202-738-1686, 202-738-1686.
we can chop it up a little bit. In the meantime, I'm going to get to some comments. God bless everybody that's joining in. Uh, feel free to weigh in on this as much as you want. Let me catch up on some of these comments. Um, okay. Tatiana says the rituals they have to go through in order to become highly famous. Being introduced to gayness opens a door for these people to explore being bisexual. I believe that if I'm not mistaken, I think Tupac and he's just one of many examples I could I could pull up. But I think Tupac um, said something about. Uh, it was either Barry Gordy or no Quincy Jones. And he effectively said that uh, Quincy Jones, who was like a pillar in the uh, it's hard to find stuff on YouTube these days because they're trying to like sanitize it. <laughs> it's not even the right word because sanitize sounds good. It's like they're trying to whitewash it, you know, and so um you know, I see some stuff here, but I don't know if I'm willing to play it because I'm not exactly sure if it's what I want. Like this one video is 24 minutes and I just I don't have a, I don't have time to explore too much. Uh, but I can show you this headline here. It says uh, <clears throat> how Quincy Jones forced Tupac into sleeping with him. Now, from my understanding, I don't think Tupac said he slept with him but um he did explain that Quincy uh Jones was trying to get him to sleep with him but anyway to your point sister um yeah there's a lot of that going on in Hollywood the music industry a lot of sketchy stuff about Diddy I mean really all of them <laughs> almost all of them almost all of them it's well documented now I don't even have to go through it you know what I mean and that's why on the thumbnail and what I was going to call this video it just says another one bites the dust when I saw Jimmy Butler dressed in that outfit with that hair done like that or or the way he had his uh, face done because I guess he was in a jersey I just simply said another one bites the dust here we have another male another black male being emasculated for whatever purpose Socially, people think this is a race issue. I do think that there's an element of that. But on a deeper level, it's a spiritual issue. It's simply a spiritual issue. God bless you, Sister Bianca. Praise the Lord. Uh, Bernice Brass says, Brother Greg, pull up the singer Jermaine Stewart and you will see what I'm talking about. Let's look up Jermaine Stewart. Glory to God in the highest uh Jermaine Stewart <laughs> man he absolutely looks like that guy so if you look at this dude whoever he is Jermaine Stewart um looks like maybe he's a singer or something like that straight up perm you know what I mean and you compare that to Jimmy Butler I mean striking resemblance so you're on the money with that one brother <laughs> you are on the money with that one. Um, 
Bernice says, that's where they get all this matriarch stuff from knowing man is the head. God bless you, Sister Marsha. He said, uh, Bernice goes on to say, and it's the same thing today. Nothing is new under the sun. You're right. Nothing is new under the sun. And what's kind of scary about it, it's not very scary, but what's kind of wild about it is like, if you look at the collapse of most societies that ended up collapsing, oftentimes right before it collapsed, it was like extreme sexual immorality. It was just a lot of crazy stuff going on, a lot of LGBT stuff going on, just a lot of wild behavior. And it ultimately ended up being their demise. And it's crazy because um, even down to the years, like how long societies reign as like the dominant nation, uh, America is coming up on that age. I forget exactly what it is, but it's, it's like almost cyclical. You know, it's almost cyclical. And unless there's any type of revival, that's probably where it's going to head. You know, the scripture says, save yourselves from this untoward generation. See, I don't I don't I don't like wearing masks in real life because I just am not sold on them. I think it's a control mechanism. Um, depending on who you talk to, they don't even work. <laughs> you know what I mean? The same person that told you to wear them is the same person that before that said they didn't work. Dr. Fauci. But it's almost like we got to wear a mask spiritually. We're walking around in this world. We are, you know, we got to go to work. We got to go to school. We got to uh, participate in society, the marketplace. And because of that, we're going to breathe in. But just like they had the social distancing, just like they had the mask spiritually, we got a spiritual distance. We got to say, you know what? Look, you cool. Whatever you got going over there, do your thing. But I got to stay at least six feet from what you got going on over there. Because when that lightning comes down or when that ground begins to sink in or when that 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 town over there gets destroyed by fire or whatever it gets destroyed by. I don't want to be anywhere near you. I want to be. So I've got to spiritually distance myself. I've got to <laughs> I've got to have my mask on spiritually when I'm walking throughout this evil world, this present and evil world. Right. And so we socialize, we do whatever we got to do. Like I said, we live. But what does the Bible call it? It calls that being sanctified. Sanctified simply means just being set apart. That's all it means. And the purpose of the sanctification is so that there's no contamination. The purpose of the sanctification is so that there's no contamination. And so we are the light of the world. We shine in darkness. We got to be out there because nobody likes a candle to hide it under a bushel or can or or, you know, hide it under a sofa somewhere. When you when you light a candlestick. You light it so that it can be shown. So we're going to be shown. We're going to be exposed. We're going to do the things that God has called us to do. 
but we're still going to be set apart. But that's what's going on. I want y'all to weigh in. Why are all the men, not all, excuse me, why are men turning into women? 202-738-1686. God bless everybody joining in. God bless your sister Cynthia. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Marsha says bisexual is just a greedy homosexual. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Um, okay. Yeah, nothing new under the sun. Bernie says, Brother Greg, Christ is on point with the word he has given you this evening. Praise God. Yeah, glory to God in the highest. You know what I mean? Like I said, it just caught my eye. I said, another one bites the dust. At this point, we've got to have the mindset of, as for me in my house, because the machine is on the other side. It's, it's a tug of war. It's a tug of war for your children. It's a tug of war for your culture. It's a tug of war for your communities. But the tug of war, we're going against a machine, right? And so we've just got to be able to say, listen, I can't always control what the machine does. But as for me and my house, I we will serve the Lord. Now, even though they have the machine, we have the Lord on our side. Right. It's kind of like when uh, it was either Elijah or Elisha. They had the assistant. I think it might have been Gehazi. And he said, Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. And there was a whole army of uh, angels that were fighting on their behalf that they didn't even know about. And so that's all it really boils down to. Sometimes we got to be a little bit selfish, you know what I mean? In a, in a, in a, uh, in a protective way, you know, see what your schools are teaching your children, see what the curriculum is, see what type of person the teachers are. The school system, the grades are getting lower and lower each year. You got teachers making TikToks and Instagram videos about how the school system is jacked up. And it's just a lot going on with the children. And this is why the father is so important, because the father is going to be the, the protector. And a lot of women, they're going to protect their kids, too. But if you are doing uh, if you're trying to do everything on your own. Or if you didn't get the guidance from your parents that you should have gotten, then there's a there's like a missing link. It's almost like if you got a a, a Christmas tree and if you ever had uh, if you ever decorated a Christmas tree and you had some lights, you would have the lights. But it'd be like one light would just be off and then the whole light would just not work. Or maybe it, some of them, I'm not sure if they light up to that particular point. But the point is, once you get one thing out of place. It messes up the whole function. And so the culture is f operating in dysfunction because of men being out of place for whatever reason, for whatever reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that's just what it boils down to. 
Sister Marsha says the separation is so clear. It is. Yeah, a whole army of angels. Absolutely. Marsha says, I feel so bad for so many of these men because they are being made. Uh, this little heart thing is blocking. They are being made soft, softer than whipped butter. You know what, sister? Um, <clears throat> I got to think about how I feel about that because as a man, you know, so like, so this is what I think about, right? When I see somebody like Jimmy Butler, the basketball player, when I see him walk out with his hair like that and the piercings in his face and all of that, I am asking the question, who put him up to this? And what is the consequence if he doesn't do it? Because it would be one thing if it was just like a one-off type deal, but I could spend another hour going over other examples of men who have worn, worn skirts or dresses. That's how many has been. So when you see something like that, now you're looking at a pattern. And so now when I see this pattern, I'm thinking to myself, what what's going on with the pattern? And what would have been the consequence if he said, ah, oh, you know what? I think I don't want to get a perm today. You know, oh, hey, I don't want to put that in my face. Like, I mean, so I don't know because I'm not behind the scenes. But I get the idea of industry slaves. But um, and some some people do believe, oh, such and such is an industry slave. So it's like they're kind of helpless in the matter. But I just think as a man, you know what I mean? You got to be willing to. Was that quote a man that won't stand for anything or, or a man that stands for nothing or fall for anything? Something like that. You got to be willing to stand for something and you got to be willing to die for something. You're going to die anyway. You know what I mean? So why not die with your integrity? You're going to die anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, if you know the Lord, you'll get to heaven faster. You know. But Hebrews, I believe, it says somewhere in there, all through fear of death, he kept them in bondage. If you're one of these artists and you're living out of control, you're not living for the Lord. You don't want to die. You want to live as long as you want, because deep down in your being, you know, if I leave this earth, I don't know what's on the other side waiting for me. I don't know what my eyes are going to wake up to. I don't know what I'm going to have to atone for or account for on judgment day, if there even is a judgment day. So. I have trouble having sympathy for men who choose to dress like women. Some of them may be being coerced. I don't know. But you got to be willing to not bow. Oftentimes, I believe they do it because of what's waiting on the other side. All promotion, for the most part, comes through humility. The scripture says that it says e even in God's kingdom, see, the, the, the only difference is God will not humiliate you. Right. But the scripture says, humble yourselves before the mighty hand of the Lord and he will exalt you in due season. 
So even before the Lord, we have to get low. We have to get to a place of um, humility. The same principle applies to Satan, but it's perverse because he will humiliate you. He will embarrass you. The humility that we do before God is actually for our own benefit. It's actually a humility that's designed to make us a better person. And so then God says, OK, now you become a better person. Now, because of your development, I can actually promote you to where I need you to be and I can actually use you. And I know you're submitted to me and I know you've picked up these values and these fruits of the spirit and I can actually flow through you the way I want to flow through you. But in Satan's perverse ritual of humiliation, what he says is, I've debased you. I've embarrassed you. I know a lot about you behind the scenes. So now I can use you as a slave. That person becomes a conduit to evil. Right. So I can use you to push my evil, my music that's going to talk about killing people, Killing rival gangs every five minutes. That music that's going to talk about. I'm not trying to take you out there, <laughs> but that sexy red music, that Cardi B WAP music and, you know, Megan is the stallion and all of that crazy stuff and the, the diva music and all of that. Hey, you can be you, you so-called celebrity. You are a conduit. So I've humiliated you or I've. You pay some sort of sacrifice. I took out one of your loved ones, you know, suspiciously, suspiciously. All the celebrities just have a, a random close person die. If you really pay close attention to it, they all got somebody, not all, but a large majority has somebody close to them that just had some sort of freak accident or something like that. And now because you've paid that satanic price. Now you get your exaltation in the world. But the scripture says, don't store up your treasure in this earth where moth and rust doth corrupt. Store it in heaven where there is none of that. And thieves can't break in and steal it. So it really just gets down to a choice. It's a choice. Um, you know, maybe I feel bad, maybe for like a child actor or something like that. But um, other than that. <laughs> I mean, you you a grown man out here and you choosing to uh, to do that and all of that. Nah, you know what I mean? Nah, I don't I don't I don't have any sympathy for a grown man. You know what I mean? Hopefully they repent. I'll say that. But um, that's just what it boils down to. And so I say all that to say that's my perspective. That doesn't mean that you can't feel bad for them. Because there are things to feel bad about uh, the fact that they're on a trajectory to go to hell. You know, hopefully they repent. But um, the fact that they're working for the enemy, whether it's knowingly or unbeknownst to them. Right. That's something to consider. So there's reasons to feel bad. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel bad. I'm just telling you why I don't have a lot of sympathy. I feel like they're willful. They're willful, willful participants. There have been several celebrities that have said that the devil has come to them. The devil has come to them in dreams. I almost think I don't want to misquote him, but I almost think DMX said that. I know that um, a brother in Christ who I, I'm a big 
I'm not a big fan of a lot of people, but I will call myself a fan of uh, this brother, um, Ice J.J. Fish. His name is Daniel McLeod or something like that. That's his real name. The long and short of it, he was like a YouTube. He went viral on YouTube for making what some people believe is horrible music because he was trying to sing and he was off key and stuff like that. But um, he used to smoke a lot of weed. He did all the stuff we all used to do. But he was just like a wild dude. And then he got saved. And now he makes the same kind of music except that it's about Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's, it's coming around. I, I like it because I like bold stuff. I like creative stuff. Um, so I like I'm a fan of his music. But a lot of people say, oh, he can't sing. Da, da, da. That's not what I'm talking about. What I wanted to say was even on his Instagram one time. He said that Satan came to him. I believe it was in a dream. And he basically like offered him the world. And this was before he was even like heavy into his faith. I'm not sure where he was with his faith at this point, but he absolutely was not. He, from the way he talked at this point, he wasn't a born again believer. So this proposition that's made, I believe a lot of people have this proposition. A lot of people have this proposition and you'll hear the celebrities talk about it, whether it be uh, literally or, or metaphorically. And a lot of times the celebrities will say this stuff. And I guess I guess you a blind person really is blind. Right. So um, if our gospel be hid. Right. Um, but they'll tell you straight up and people will say, oh, they just being artistic or that's metaphorical or. It's like, no, she really is this. And there really is this spirit named Sasha Fierce. And this spirit, as she said, it inhabits her and it gives her supernatural ability to perform. And it maximizes her talents and it gives her that diva energy for her to impose it on all of the other Renaissance sites, you know. And I saw somebody making a point that Renaissance, and that's the name of Beyonce's latest tour, it actually means rebirth. And so you got this tour of all of these um, women, mostly like the, the divas and the, the, I guess, maybe like the gay men. I guess there's some straight men that went to the Beyonce concert, I guess. You know, maybe they took their girlfriends or something, hopefully. But um, all of these people being rebirthed. But rebirthed into what? Rebirthed into what? It's something we got to think about. I'm going to read a few more comments here. Uh, Ashkenazi says, my mother stupidly trusted the school system. Meanwhile, all my teachers were Masons and Eastern stars. Wow. Bernard says, they know black culture influences the world. They know exactly what they're doing. I agree with that whole, wholeheartedly, brother. <laughs> I know whether I want to say wholeheartedly or 100%. I think I was about to say I agree with it wholeheartedly. <laughs> That's a new one right there. But I agree with that wholeheartedly because we were talking about why they're always the black people. If you want to emasculate men, um, and I'm not saying that black men are any more or less masculine than any other race of men. But in terms of stature and in terms of athleticism, there's a reason 
why 75, 70, 75% of the NFL are black people. <laughs> There's a reason why the majority of the NBA are black men. You know what I mean? That That's not just by happenstance. And so I do believe that if you take these, um, I'm going to just use the term out of lack of thinking too hard, alpha males, and you chop them down to size. Remember what the scripture says. If you want to take over something, you must first do what? Bind the strong man. So when you bind the strong man, what happens from that point forward now is everybody else going to fall into place. So, you know, uh, my, my, my son, he worshiped LeBron James. He worships, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler. I haven't seen, I'm not sure. I haven't seen Steph Curry do it yet. Uh, hopefully he doesn't. I'm not sure. I don't know about Kyrie, but yeah, LeBron, a couple of the other guys in the league, if, if, if they do it, then what message is that going to send? Same thing with the music, the dancing. Other races, they can they can sing and they can dance. But I mean, you want like top tier rhythm and dancing. You got to come. You got to come to us. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> you know, I got I got sacred dance moves that I only do in my bedroom. But the point is, I agree with you. They want to capitalize off of the influence. This culture currently is influenced by black people. BBLs are popular. It's not just black women getting BBLs. Women of all ethnicities are getting BBLs. I remember back in the day, like the early 90s and before that, like if you were a white girl and, you know, you had a big butt, they would call you fat. You know what I mean? Like they meaning like their culture. But now because of the influence, now they want to get the same shape. That shape has become in vogue. So they're going to the gym. They're working out. They're doing the squats. They're on the machines. They're doing the deadlifts. They're taking twerk classes to try to figure out how can I do this thing that I see is getting so much attention. Got these young young white guys and other uh, ethnicities. They listening to the drill rap. They the drill rappers. You got drill rap started in Chicago. It's basically in a lot of the cities on, on around the country now. New York has it. Philly has some degree of it. Um, but they got it over in London. And then I saw they had some, some guys. It was two white dudes from Ireland who were rapping in drill music. In Ireland. <laughs> so yes it's the influence that's exactly what it is yeah stand in the gap like King David Hebrews 2 and 15 and delivered them who through fear of death were all their life subject to bondage thank you for that Ashkenazi God bless you sister Indira praise the Lord praise the Lord God is just so good Marsha says, no, I understand where you're coming from. I felt bad about the deception and what it's leading to. Okay, I got you, sister. God bless you, Michael Moore. Photography says, because the return of Christ will be like the time of Noah. Absolutely. He said it will be as the days of Lot and as the days of Noah. 
That's exactly what we're going to. Yep, the butt and the lips. Yeah, they want the lips too. You know what I'm saying? Remember, like, like basically, like the '90s and before that, white women didn't want any uh, any lips like that. You know, all they wanted was like a little skinny nose, so they would get the nose jobs. But now they get the collagen, they get the Botox, and they they get their lips. I went out to eat the other day. It was, a, I guess, she was a white lady. She had the real life, like, them lips. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want that look. And it was just weird seeing it in person because you don't see it every day. Y'all know I don't get out. I be in the house. But, um, yeah, she had it. I was like, yep, she got them lips. Brother Joseph says, sadly, one ethnicity is used as the spokesmodel for every sin imaginable. Isn't that something? <laughs> he trying to get me in big trouble tonight. Glenn says hairstyles. Yep, braids, cornrows. They want the braids. They want the cornrows. They get the. Uh, they even want the the uh, the fades that the uh, black men have. The white men get that, and they be looking cool. You know, they go from like from like what like Cooper, or you know, what I'm saying they go from like uh, Peyton. To you know, what I'm saying like uh, <laughs> Paquan or something like that. <laughs> they want that look because it's in vogue, for better or for worse. So yeah, family, I just wanted to chop it up a little bit. God is good. That's all I wanted to talk about tonight is asking that question: What's going on in the air? Why are the men turning into women? You know, Jimmy Butler. And the like, Drake, you know what I mean? Usher, just the latest three casualties, you know what I mean? The latest three casualties, another one bites the dust in a very, very long list of people who have bowed the knee to Satan. So listen, family, that's all I have in tonight's solid talk. I thank everybody for hanging out with me a little bit. God is good. You know, as I mentioned before, premiering the music video at the end of this discussion uh, at 9 p.m. today. You can check that out on the Greg Major Music channel. I'll share it in the community tab of this channel. If you want to check it out, you know, um, Sister Tarima helped me with the video. So I thank her for that. Uh, she did a, an excellent job as the female lead, even gave me some ideas, editing the video and stuff like that. Y'all know I edit. I pretty much... Um, direct and edit all the videos so if you in the anywhere near the dmv area or anywhere on like the east coast nationwide and you make uh not crazy music and you want your video shot and edited just hit me up you know what i'm saying hit me up especially if i know y'all a couple y'all i know you know what i'm saying but just hit me up and we can make it work but um with that being said that's all I have in tonight's Solid Talk family. Thank y'all for hanging out with me. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. 
speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object Culture living godless, I can't even call it We in the last days, Babylon is falling don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Let's walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only around the shell We say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages, the blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases. I pleaded and believe it, so it covers all my bases. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity. Social media, nothing more than narcissistic vanity. PC culture on a mission, and they try to cancel me, but I know Jesus gonna. Keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty No I can't handle me Not where I wanna be But best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit Main event and slambery So I need them every day This daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron So I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here But guarantee the link in heaven The born again and righteous Are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith And be amongst the saints When they step in